Welcome to this week's episode of Strong and Sculpted, the podcast by The Sculpted Vegan about all things strong and all things sculpted. And as you know, this podcast isn't just about being strong, i.e. physically in body or sculpted physically in body. Um, It's also about being strong in whatever way that means for you. So that could be emotionally, it could be physically strong, or it could be in thought, it could be spiritually strong. And so today I want to talk talk about something which is is kind of close to my heart because it's something that, you know, I I have done very, very well. Um, And it's something that I get asked a lot, um, which is about how I built my business, how I built my online fitness business. So we do have a uh, question, which I'm going to read out to you, which has inspired today's podcast. A really, really good question. um, And I'm going to kind of really dive deep into this question and the different strategies around it and what my best advice would be for this person. Now, as usual, it's always worth saying that everything I talk about in this podcast is my opinion, usually backed up by an awful lot of research and experience, but it is my opinion. So if you disagree with it, that's fine, but feel free just to move on if you disagree, because I do get a lot of flack because I have very, very strong opinions. But what I have to remind people of is like, they're just my opinions. You don't have to take what I say as gospel. I'm just sharing what has worked for me and you can take what works for you and leave the rest. So let's get started. Today's question um, is from Cindy. And Cindy says, what is your top advice for a newly qualified PT, personal trainer, looking to build a business and confidence? So I really love this question. And I wasn't sure if Cindy was um, referring to confidence as in confidence uh, in in herself, you know, confidence um, in what she was doing or confidence in business. So I'm going to address confidence in two different ways so that I cover both areas and I make sure that she definitely gets her answer. So let me tell you a story to begin with. Um, Whenever I first started teaching yoga, uh, now many people don't know that I'm actually a yoga teacher. I was a yoga teacher long before I was a bodybuilder and I didn't even start as a yoga teacher. I just started out as a yogi. So whenever I discovered yoga, I discovered Ashtanga yoga and I like I'm real type A. So I love like power yoga. So I started practicing Ashtanga yoga and I really just, you know, discovered a love of yoga and I loved how it made me feel and I loved how flexible I was. I loved how strong I was. So I started to practice Ashtanga yoga several days a week. And then, of course, several days led to every day and then sometimes twice a day. And I really, really got very deep into the practice of yoga. And I'm a real kind of OCD kind of person. Like whenever I love something, I dive deep into it. So I was reading books on yoga and I was, you know, like there's a book called The Science of Yoga which is absolutely amazing if you're a yogi or yogi teacher or yoga teacher. Um, And so I then also discovered online uh, websites such as Yoga Glow, which I was a member of for many, many, many years. And I would have then have done online tutorials on backbends and handstands and inversions and splits and hip openers and anything at all that I was interested in, especially the things that I wasn't strong in, the things that I was quite weak in, I would have really made it my mission to become better at those things and to figure out, you know, how do you backbend? Like, how are you supposed to move your body? And how are you supposed to, you know, move your hips and, and the, you know, the internal rotation of the thighs in order to open the sacrum to let the tailbone descend and all of these, you know, things. I didn't just want to go into yoga class and backbend. I wanted to figure out how does the body bend in that direction? And why is it even important to bend in that direction? So I, uh, I got very, very deep into the practice of yoga. And then after I'd been practicing for about six years, people kept saying to me, because I would put my practices up on Facebook sometimes, and I would say, here's a little, you know, a little um, snippet from my personal practice. And I wasn't even on Instagram, that was just Facebook. And people would say to me, you should become a yoga teacher, you should totally teach yoga. And I would say, oh, no, I, I don't know, it takes too long. And it's too, you know, it's, 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 I would need to go like to Bali or, you know, it's it was just a long time. People are like, no, seriously, you really don't. And so one day I thought, you know what? I actually do want to teach yoga. And I think that that would be a really good thing for me to do. So I thought, but I bet you any money, there's a way I can do my teacher training very, you know, um, expediently and I can do it quickly. So I looked online and I found a company online that um, was a teacher training for yoga teachers. And 
or for yogis who wanted to be yoga teachers. And I realized I could do my training online. So I did my uh, teacher certificate online. Um, I did it in about three months. It was a 200 hour teacher training. And um, we had to submit all of our coursework and we had to submit videos of us teaching yoga. And I got my training online, which was per- perfect for me because I was a stay at home mom of four kids. And I didn't have time to you know, go off on a, on a retreat or to spend a lot of weekends or whatever. I was able to learn at my own pace. And also, apart from that, I was extremely confident in yoga. So why am I talking about yoga here whenever this question is about a PT? Well, what I what I want to kind of hit home is hit home first of all is in order to be rated as a good teacher in anything that you do, you first have to get really, really, really good at it yourself. The reason why I, whenever I first became a yoga teacher, was so confident as a teacher was because I had been practicing yoga for about eight years and I had been practicing intensely. And not only that, I had built a very, very, very strong home practice. That's the difference between a yoga teacher who qualifies, who's only been going to yoga classes and someone who's developed a home practice. Whenever you have a home practice, that is when you really learn about the different asanas, you know, the different um, postures. That's really where you learn how to break things down because a lot of your learning is very self-directed. So I became a very, very, very good yogi practitioner of yoga, very, very knowledgeable. So whenever I did my teacher training and I first began to teach, I felt extremely confident to teach because I had felt all of these things in my body. I was an advanced practitioner of yoga. So therefore, I could teach very simple yoga. I could even teach advanced yoga whenever I first qualified because I knew how to teach these things in my body. So It's the same with being a bodybuilder or it's the same with being a PT. I am actually not a personal trainer. I have no qualifications in personal training. I do not. I've never, ever trained anyone in the gym. I've never worked as a personal trainer, but I have worked as a yoga instructor. But um, how I got real, why I, I feel confident to teach people through my online programs is because I have developed my own body. I am a professional athlete. I have stood on stage many, many times as a professional athlete. And so therefore, I... I can teach based on experience. And a lot of people say to me, like, what makes a good teacher? Well, what makes a good teacher is someone who can teach based from experience. I mean, anybody can, you know, can read a book on tennis, but that doesn't mean you're a good tennis player. Like, you cannot learn tennis from reading a book. The only way to learn tennis is to play tennis. That's the only way. And so you can't learn weight training through reading a book. You have to get into the gym and lift the weights. You can't learn yoga through reading a book. You have to get into the studio or onto the mat and practice yoga. So if you are going to become a PT or you are going to become um, a yoga teacher or, or, you know, a teacher in any profession, the first thing you have to do is to get really, really, really good at the profession yourself. You want to be someone who people look up to right? You want to be someone who, um, you know, whenever you, it's like whenever you walk into a hairdresser, right? I don't know if it's the same for guys, but certainly for girls, whenever you walk into a hairdresser, the first thing you do is you look at all the people's hair who work in the hairdressers. Like, you know, well, I don't know whether you do, but that's what I always did. Whenever I was younger, I used to look at their hair and think, do I want my hair like that? Do I want my hair like that? Oh, what's her color like? And it's very disappointing to walk into a hairdresser's and see a hairdresser with dirty hair or hair just scraped back in a ponytail or like they haven't made any effort. It's so important to have hair that represents, you know, the, the company that you're working for or if it's your own business. It's the same with being a PT. Drives me insane when I go into the gym and I see a fat PT. I'm sorry, but I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna try and teach me how to have an incredible body or how to, you know, build a great shoulders or great muscles or great whatever, and you are just fat. You look like shit, right? And I, I, it there's a there's a gym I was in the other week and there was a PT walking around. And I swear to God, he had a beer belly and he was training people. And I was like, are you shitting me? Like you have a beer belly. How how can you in your right mind stand up there and be kind of, you know, the beacon of shining light for, you know, for your clients and say, yeah, like if you, if you train the way I train you, you look like me. So you have to be a representation of what you teach. Like, you know, you don't have to be an advanced yoga practitioner to teach yoga, but you at least have to have a very good yoga practice. You don't have to, you know, be able to do the splits or handstands, or whatever, but you have to be able to do the the yoga postures very, very well. Same with being a PT. You have to look the part. You have to look like you train and you have to give your clients something to aspire to because that builds confidence. And also whenever you do that, whenever you really put yourself in that position and you put yourself on the line and you train hard, maybe you train for a show or you train something, you know, train for something um something bigger you get the experience. And there's nothing like 
teaching from experience. If you can't teach from experience, you are lost. And, and unfortunately, you can only get experience by by experimenting on yourself. Like you are your best experiment. Experiment on yourself. Like get the experience, you know? And um, train with the best, look for the best trainers, put yourself on the line, put yourself in your client's position and 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 think, well, how how did you feel whenever you first found a PT or you first decided you wanted to train? You know, so I think that a love of what you're doing has to come first. And if you truly love and are interested in what you do, then that will come across in in every, you know, to everyone that you teach and that will come across in everything that you do. So that is the first thing I would say. Work on yourself first and be prepared to be patient. There's a lot of PTs who are just qualified or who are just qualifying and, you know, and maybe they don't have the experience yet, but understand or at least commit to the fact that as you build your business and as you build your client base, you're going to have to keep working on yourself. It's not enough to just qualify as a PT and go, oh, well, that's great. Now I have the qualification and I can charge money and, you know, and I can I can train people. If you stop working on yourself and you just start to train people, then you're then you're just going to be stagnant. You're, you're you're not going to keep learning and you're not going to keep growing. Whenever I started training in the gym, I started reading books on like books after books after books here on my desk where I'm sitting now. I have books by Mike Menser. I have two books by Mike Menser. I have books by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have books on high intensity training. I have books on nutrition. I have books on everything to do with bodybuilding because I just geek out on it. I geek out on how the muscle grows and how the internal body works and how fat is burned and everything about calories and macros because it's interesting to me because the best I, the more I know, the better I can teach. So the more you know, the more experience you have, the, the better you can teach. And people can smell a good teacher a mile off or they can smell a bad teacher a mile off. And when you're a good teacher and you can really break things down into the smallest detail for people and explain the why behind what they're doing, the why behind which muscles they're using, the why behind, you know, why they have to squeeze their shoulder blades together at the bottom of a lap pull down, you know, people will truly respect you because you you will demonstrate that you really, really know your stuff. And another thing that's important just to throw in there is that it's also important for you to admit when you don't know. I think think that the sign of someone very um, experienced and someone who's committed to learning is to be able to say, actually, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Uh, there's a great story about um, the Dalai Lama once. There was a, um, a guy, Ken, Sir Ken Robinson, who has um, done several TED Talks, uh, was talking about once he was at a um, an event and the Dalai Lama was there and the uh, somebody in the in the audience asked a really profound question. And, you know, the Dalai Lama, you know, thought for a second... And he, you know, sat back and he stroked his chin and then he leant forward into the microphone and everyone was waiting for this really profound thing that he was going to say. And he leant forward and he said, I don't know. And then he sat back. And Sir Ken Robinson was like, everyone was like, what? mean you don't know you're the Dalai Lama of course you know and uh, and he said it taught him something in that moment that it's okay not to know like and if you don't know the answer say you know what I actually don't know the answer to that question that's a great question but I'm going to go and find out so be humble as well as experienced and definitely don't be a know-it-all but demonstrate that you are open committed to learning and show it in your own body don't be a fat PT okay seriously it's it's not it's not cool it doesn't look good and you're never going to be successful so the second thing that I want to talk about whenever um you know for a new qualified PT looking to build a business. So that's the question today. What's my top advice for a newly qualified PT looking to build a business and confidence um, is, is pricing. So I see PTs uh, or business people or anyone who exchanges their time for money make this mistake all the time. Okay. And it all comes down to pricing. Now, I understand whenever you're newly qualified, and you're dying for clients, and you really don't know your self-worth yet, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do like, yeah, yeah, 20 quid an hour, or 30 quid an hour. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, you have to cancel, that's fine. And so, you know, people are you know saying, yeah, I'll come in at like six o'clock on, you know, Wednesday morning, and then six o'clock comes, and they don't want to get out of bed. And you're standing there in the gym, and they're messing you going, yeah, I'm really sorry, like my car broke down, or just couldn't make it this morning. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, that's fine. Because like, you don't, you don't want to lose them as a client, right? You don't want them to say they're never coming back. So behind their back, you're going, yeah, you bastard, like, how dare you not show up? I got out of bed here. <laughs> 
five o'clock in the morning and like in text you're like yeah no problem at all that's fine that's yeah, fine no problem at all and really like you're, you're you're giving them the finger behind their back so I think that you have to know your own worth and I think this is something that I see people make mistakes with all the time they don't know their own worth so whenever I first started teaching yoga and like I you know disclaimer here I'm not a PT and never have been yes I own the world's largest vegan bodybuilding company but we sell online programs and I sell the programs that work for me and that I have used to train my body to the shape that it's in now so but whenever I first started teaching yoga I sat down I never made the mistake that anyone made which was exchanging time for money and saying oh yeah it's 30 pounds an hour but actually that's not true I did so I'll tell you what I did first of all Uh, whenever I first qualified my friend said to me oh is there any chance that you would come and teach me yoga and could you come to my house and I was like yeah of course no problem at all that's great so I drove over to her house it was about a 20 minute drive and I did yoga for her it was only supposed to be for an hour but of course I couldn't stop at an hour because I was so excited so I went for like an hour and a half and then you know I drove home again it was you know another 20 minutes and she gave me 30 pounds and I remember driving home with that 30 pounds in my hands. It was a 20 pound note and a 10 pound note. And I had that 30 pounds in my hands. And I remember looking at it and looking at the clock and realizing I had been away for just shy of two hours. By the time I got home, it was probably going to be about two hours. And I looked at that 30 pounds and I thought, that isn't 30 pounds I've earned. That's 15 pounds per hour. I've earned 30 pounds for two hours work because it took me time to travel over there. But not only that, I had to spend money on petrol as well to drive over there. And I drove a big Jeep, so petrol wasn't cheap. And I, I, in that instance, I thought, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is not okay. I have to set my standards higher because I have four children. I'm leaving them to come and, you know, and practice and teach here. And if I'm, you know, at the time as well, I I, I had to pay somebody to come and look after the kids while I went and taught. And that person was 10 pounds an hour. So basically my net gain from driving to my friend's house to teach her yoga was 10 pounds. So I had earned 10 pounds for two hours work. And I was like, no, this can't happen. This is definitely, definitely not okay. So I then messaged her and said, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to come to you again. If you want to teach you, you know, if you want to practice you, you're going to have to come to me. So that taught me a very valuable lesson straight off. And I thought, I'm not going to exchange my time for money. So I sat down with my husband and I said, can you help me figure this out? Because I wasn't a great business person at all at the time. So I said, can you help me figure this out? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. So I said, what, what am I going to charge here? Because I realized, you know, I have four kids, right? So there's a there's a downside for me. Every hour I spent away from my kids was one hour I was never going to get back again. And it was also an hour of childcare I was having to pay. So I had to really figure out, like, what is going to make it worthwhile for me? Because otherwise, there's no point in me working. If I'm not earning enough to make it worthwhile, there's no point in me working. So I came from a, you know, if I had started teaching yoga when I was like 19 or 20, and I had no kids, and I had no responsibilities, and I'm maybe living at home, it would have been a different story. I probably would have been happy to take the 30 pounds and travel around the country. But I, you know, there was a massive, I already had a huge cost, you know, there was a huge opportunity cost for me to teach yoga. So I had to make sure that it was worth my while. So I worked out that I would charge um, three, I would charge 40 pounds per per hour, or I would charge, this was in the beginning, 200 pounds for five sessions. And they had to be paid in advance, and that guaranteed the person the slot. So that meant then, and also it meant that if they didn't give me 24 hours to cancel, that I got to keep their money. So um, if they wanted to come just a one-off session, it was 40 pounds, but you know, there's nobody was going to pass up the opportunity to get the massive discount and get the five sessions for 200. So I put it out there, and I very quickly filled up with clients, and that is what I charged. I charged 200 for five sessions. They were paid in advance, and if the person didn't show up or cancelled at the last minute or was extremely late, then I still charged them. Like I didn't, and it was hard sometimes and they weren't happy about it. And they were like, oh, and you could tell they were, you know, it was a couple of times, you know, especially with friends, you know, I was teaching friends, they were like pissed off that I was, you know, I was like, I'm really sorry, but if you can't come, you know, I was like, it's fine. If you don't want to come, no problem at all. Like I knew I was still getting paid because they all paid me in advance. So I think that's a, um, that is a big mistake that I see people make is that they charge, uh, they're, they're, they allow people to pay them after the sessions. And I see very experienced PTs doing this. PTs who've been in the business for years and they're still running around chasing people for money after they've done the work. So the second thing that I want to advise you to do is never, ever, ever do the work before you've gotten paid. I, if you're if you're allowing people to pay you at the end of the week for your sessions, you're doing yourself out of money. You have to get people to pay up front. If they pay up front, what you're basically saying to them is, I know what my time is worth. I know my time is worth X amount. And if you don't show up, then I'm going to keep your money because that's money that I could have earned somewhere else. I could have put someone else into that slot and I could have earned the same amount of money, but now you haven't shown up and you've texted me 30 minutes beforehand 
now I'm out. I'm now I'm out the money. And the problem as well is, you know, you can say to people, "Oh well, you know, you still have to pay me for the session." And then we say, "Oh yeah, okay, no problem at all." And then the next time they come in, you're like, "Oh yeah," and you're chatting, and you remember, "Okay, oh, I really like this person." And they say, "Oh sure, there's the money for that session." You go, "Oh sure, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it." And you let it go. But if it's in advance, you're much less likely to let it go because you know you you've felt or you remember the pain of them not showing up. So it's really important to charge in advance. Now then, of course, um, just one other thing I want to say about that is whenever I began to realize that it wasn't worth my time, like it still wasn't enough for me. I was like, you know what? 200 pounds for five sessions. It's really, and it was good for cash flow because I was getting the money up, up, up front. But I was like, it's really not even worth my while. So I then increased. I thought I want, I want to actually decrease the hours that I'm working. And so I increased my prices to 60 pounds per hour or 300 for five sessions. So that was 50 sessions um no hang on it wasn't 60 what was it yeah it was i was it was either 60 pounds an hour or it was 300 for five sessions so then everybody paid the 300 for the five sessions and so i i kept increasing my prices and increasing my price and increasing my prices and and eventually and i hardly had anyone drop off so eventually i was earning you know 300 for five sessions and everyone was paying it and i realized that i still wasn't working any less hours because i was such a good yoga teacher and i really took care of my people and I made it such a beautiful experience when they came that I, you know, everyone was happy to pay the extra money. So I, I, do you know what? I can't even remember. Now that I'm, I'm now that I'm talking, I'm like, I'm, I can't do the maths in my head. It was like five sixes or 30. Yes. Okay. So it was, it was 50 pounds and it was 60 pounds or it was 300 for five. So um, then one day I was standing and I thought, or I, was, I was teaching yoga and I thought, you know what? There's got to be a way that I can earn more money, that I can bring my skill to more people. And I, I was teaching detox yoga at the time and people kept coming to me and they would say, you know, oh my God, that detox yoga practice you did with me was amazing. Is there any way you can do that again? You know, I, I it was fantastic. And I actually have a company, I don't know whether you guys know or not, it's called dyogatox.com. Um, I have an online uh, but an online uh, yoga detox company, dyogatox.com, which developed from this idea. So one day I was thinking, and I thought, you know what? I could actually run workshops. So this is the next thing that, um, sorry, I'm going to back up a little bit and say, um, once you have, actually, yeah, I'm going to back up, sorry, just for two seconds to say. So once you have maxed, maxed out the number of hours that you can exchange for your money, you need to start looking at ways that you can leverage your time better. So uh, the mistake that I see with PTs is a lot of them start out exchanging doing one-to-one and they're you know and they're charging after the fact so they're saying oh it's 30 pounds an hour and then the person is paying them you know at the end of the week or sometimes they're not showing up because they don't have the money and not only are you out the money for that session but you're out the money that they owe you and you're doing an awful lot of chasing so um but you know let's say you get your business up and running like i did so i was you know i, I usually taught only two or three clients in the morning and by the way i was very strict with my sessions because i had three kids four kids so the, i used to say to people you can have 9 a.m you can have 10 or 10 30 i usually taught two yoga sessions per day on a wednesday i taught three so um i think another day i taught three as well and sometimes on a saturday morning i taught so i i only i would have said to them yes you can come for yoga but you can only have 9 a.m or 10 30 and people were like oh can you not do in the afternoon no can you not do in the evening no <laughs> and so i was really strict with my time and there's this really funny thing that happens whenever you create scarcity like whenever you say these are my boundaries and i know that i'm good enough to charge this and I'm good enough to uphold these, people have a massive amount of respect for you. Like you teach people how to treat you. And if you say, I'm only free in these times, like if you were to phone, like say you had, you wanted to go and see a, say you wanted to go and see a heart surgeon, right? Say, say you discovered you had something wrong with your heart, right? And you had to make an appointment for a heart surgeon. So say you phoned, say somebody said, oh, you should go and see this person like Joe Bloggs because he's the best heart surgeon ever in the world, right? So say you phoned uh, Mr. Bloggs and Mr. Bloggs' secretary and you said, I want to make a... Um I want to make an appointment to see Mr. Bloggs. Now, imagine if his secretary said to you, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. When would you like to come? And you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, when's he free? Well, he's free. Like, he can fit you in tomorrow or he can fit you in on Wednesday or he can fit you in on Thursday or Friday. You'd be like, oh, okay, this is great. Yeah, I'll come on, on Tuesday. And you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if Mr. Bloggs actually very good because if you're very good, you're normally booked up weeks in advance, right? 
So in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I wonder, is Mr. Bloggs as good as people say that he is? Because if he was that good, surely he wouldn't be quite so available. Now, imagine if you phoned Mr. Bloggs and his secretary said, oh, yes, you would like to make an appointment. No problem at all. And say it's the you know 30th of September. And she says to you, um, I can give you an appointment on the 4th of January. You'd be like, what? WTF? Like, are you? the 4th of January? She'd be like, well, I can put you on a cancellation list if you like, but the first available appointment is the 4th of January. You'd be like, holy crap a moly, this guy must be fucking awesome. So, um, and or imagine if she said then, yes, I can. he can see you on the 4th of January and it'll be um, £1,500 for your first consultation. Like, what would you think in your mind? Now, you may think, okay, that's absolutely crazy. There's probably someone else who can fix my heart. Okay, so you may walk away and say, I can't wait that long and I can't pay that much. But wouldn't you tell all your friends, this guy, Mr. Bloggs, he must be absolutely fucking epic because he charges £1,500 for a consultation and his first appointment was three months away. Do you think you have a higher perception of Mr. Bloggs or do you think you have a lower perception of him? right? You have a higher perception of him because A, he's scarce. Like he's so in demand that he's scarce. And B, he's bloody expensive. We as human beings, we we equate cost to value. So the higher cost you are, the more valuable people perceive you to be. Do you know before I finished teaching yoga, and I'll tell you how I got to this price in a second, but before I finished teaching yoga, whenever I still took one-on-one clients, it became so invaluable to me to have a one-on-one client. Like for, for someone to come and book a private yoga session with me, I used to charge 150 pounds an hour, right? That is, uh, with today's exchange rate, it's about $200, right? $200 an hour or 150 pounds an hour. That's what I used to charge. And people used to, you know, message me and say, oh, I'd love to begin for private yoga. And I used to say, yeah, no problem. Um, I can only fit you in um, on Wednesday, the 4th of July. And this would be like the start of June. And I'd say, and the cost is 150 pounds. And they'd be like, 150 pounds? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. And they'd be like, really? Uh-huh. And sometimes they'd say, oh, right, okay, sorry, that's too expensive for me. But you know what would happen? Most of the times they would book in with me, probably more out of curiosity than anything else. And truly, I knew that I was that good. And they came here to my, my room and they had, I had, you know, cashmere blankets that I used to cover them with during Shavasana. I did, um, you know, I learned Thai yoga mas- massage or massage in America, as you guys call it. And I used to like massage their heads. I used to move their bodies. I learned all different yoga techniques, which made me a really good teacher. I had a fridge with, you know, chilled Evian and chilled coconut water and I had, you know, fresh, I homemade kombucha for them to drink after their practice. And I had I have yoga silks in here. So I went the extra mile, right? And that's why I could charge so much. But also that's how much my time became worth. Like I began to value my time so much that if somebody wanted me to teach them privately, it was going to cost 150. So how did I get there? Okay. How did I get from charging, you know, 30 pounds an hour in the beginning to jumping to 150? Well, what I did was I I, I began to look at ways that I could leverage my time better. So what do I mean by leverage? Well, leverage is where you um, you can get more for less. So it's it's where you would possibly, um, like as a PT, if you train one person, you can earn 30 pounds an hour. If you train two people in that one hour, you can charge 50 pounds. So they pay 25 each or you can charge 40 and they pay 20 each. So you can earn more for that one hour's work if you, if you teach two people. If you have three people come and train together, you can charge them 60 for that one hour. So rather than earning 30 pounds for that one hour where you're exchanging one to one, you can charge 60 and you're training three. And it's good for them because they're getting a cost, you know, um, a cost reduction and it's good for you because you're able to reach more people. So what I began to think was, well, okay, I can't exchange any more of my time for for money because I was already maxed out in the amount of hours that I could um, that I could uh, afford, you know, away from the kids and whatever. I had responsibilities at home. I was a full-time mom. So I, I thought, well, you know what? Everybody loves this detox yoga workshops or the, the, this detox yoga. Perhaps I could create a workshop out of, out of the detox yoga because I thought, you know, I used to go to a lot of yoga workshops myself and I thought, well, I know that this is interesting to people. I know people, you know, really want to, they love the detox yoga. How could I create an experience that is a workshop that people could come to and how could I, you know, how could I package it and sell it in such a way that would make it attractive? So I 
began to really dive deep into this and really look at, well, what could I sell that people want? Because there's things that people want, okay? People want to, you know, they want to detox. Like women, especially, they're busy, right? They don't have a lot of time to, um, you know, and and also they just, they want a quick fix. People want to come and they want a quick fix. So I, I packaged the detox yoga workshop. It was basically just a yoga workout. But of course, we had homemade kombucha at the end. I did my detox bomb in the beginning. You know, I did all different kinds of practices. Like I, I orchestrated all of the music. So it was really beautifully flowing. Um, I did an incredible led meditation, guided meditation at the end, a yoga nidra, it's called, right? I, I led them through a journey and they left feeling completely and utterly rejuvenated. So I um, I decided I would charge, charge 30 pounds for this workshop. Um, I found a couple of yoga studios willing to rent me their space and I sold, I sold out my first yoga workshop. I think we could fit in 40 people and I think we fit in 40 people. So rather than charging 30 pounds for one hour, I was now charging. I made 1,200 pounds in profit and it cost me very little to put the workshop on. So it, so it was a two-hour workshop. So instead of earning 30 pounds an hour, I was now earning 600 pounds per hour simply because I had managed to find something that I could package into something that people wanted that maximized on a skill that I have and I over-delivered on value. So as the workshops grew and as they became more notorious, because let me tell you something, people will not come back to something that they don't, that they either don't enjoy or doesn't get them a result. And they loved the workshops. And I was always, you know, putting my practices up online. And so I began to run the workshops. And I, I, in the end, I was running two of them per month in uh, David Lloyd, which is a gym close to us, and they can hold 60 people in the room. So I was earning, I was, um, I was holding two per month. That was 120 people coming through per month. And I I was earning £3,600 per month from doing four hours work. Four hours work, I was bringing in £3,600. That's about $4,000 in revenue. So that's what I mean by leverage. So Whenever you're asking me, what is your advice? You know, this the question I'm answering is, what is the top advice for a newly qualified PT? I suppose I'm assuming when you're asking that, that you want to grow your business, you want to leverage your time and you want to make more money. You know, it's, it's funny because I was... Um, we were in, I took my kids out for the day recently to a place called Portrush. Um, and it's where they have, it's here in Northern Ireland. And they have like a... Um, like amusement parks and that kind of stuff. And I took them to New- I took them to Port Rush. And whenever I was there, we were I took the day off work, you know, to, to take them. And whenever I was there, I was sitting and I picked up my phone and I just went into my sales just to check my sales for the day. And so I checked in on my sales and it had been a particularly good sales day. I think I, this was about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I think I had um I had cleared about nine thousand dollars and um in that day. And my my son looked at it and he said, Mommy, oh my God, have you made nine thousand dollars today? And I I said, I said, yeah, that's that's what's come in through, you know, through our recurring revenue and whatever sales we had made that day as well. And he said, and he was like, oh my goodness. And he said, but mommy, he said, you haven't even been working today and you've earned that money. He said, you don't ever need to work again because I always thought that you needed to work to earn money, but you can you can earn money even when you're not working. And he's only seven and it was really sweet. And I was like, oh, and I, so I started to explain to him about leverage. And I said, yeah, you're right. I cannot work at the minute the way my business is set up and my business continues to make money. But, you know, so I don't exchange my time for money anymore. Like I wasn't, you know, I don't exchange one hour and get paid an X amount of money. But, you know, if I invest that one hour into my business and create something like the 12-week shred or something, um, you know, like the, the 18-month program where I, I invest that in there, I, my, the leverage on my time now is enormous. And I think that that's, that's the point that many people miss, you know, is, is, the, is how to leverage your time. But you have to set the foundation correctly first. You have to really, first of all, you know, just to reiterate what we've been saying so far is to get good at your craft get really, really, really good at your craft, you know, get, be someone that people look up to, that you have, you know, show you have a massive amount of experience and a a huge amount of confidence, then you have to charge in advance and you have to, um, you have to really value your time. So, you you know, if people cancel, that's fine, but you already have their money in advance. And only people who truly value their time are happy to charge in advance. And they're happy to, you know, for people not to show up and they're like, yeah, take it or leave it. This is what I cost. This is what my time is worth. Take it or leave it. You have to have kind of gross of bowls, really. You have to like have a big set of kahunas in order to be this way. But then once that starts happening and you realize that people are still happy to pay it, that's whenever you can, you know, and if you want to earn more money, you can increase your prices. Now you will have a slight drop off in clients, but that's okay because you're earning more money. So you have less clients, but you're earning more money. But, you know, a PT at some point will re- 
reach burnout in their life. I know a lot of PTs that are working, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And yes, they're earning good money, but they're absolutely destroyed at the end of the week because they don't know how to leverage their time properly. And it's a lot of energy talking to people all day and training them all day, you know, and listening to all of their shit and all of their problems, you know, that they, they share with you. So, um, you have to really think about leveraging your time and scaling up. And that's one of the ways that you can scale up is to think, how can I hone my craft? How can I take, you know, what I am really passionate about and turn that into something that I can leverage somewhere, you know, that I can hire and how can I advertise and how can I, you know, take this further? You know, we had online booking systems and that kind of stuff. We made it so easy for people. They could book using PayPal or they could book using a credit card. You know, I hired someone to do my website and to set up, we used Acuity Scheduling. So, um, we're gonna um, we're gonna link to all of these uh, the, all of the things I talk about in the show notes. By the way, in in the podcast, whenever it's on the website, but acuity scheduling is what we used to have people book into the workshops, and you know, and everything just flowed. And you know, so that that was my income for a good while, four hours a month. I stopped teaching yoga privately completely, and I just did the workshops, and I was bringing in thirty six hundred um, thirty six hundred dollars thirty six hundred pounds per month for teaching four hours. So you have to look at how you can leverage your time. So the last thing that I want to talk about um, in my advice for a newly qualified PT is you want to really think about the bigger picture. You want to think about how you can leverage your time in such a way that you're not working with people one-to-one or you're not working with people in person. So I don't do any personal training now, like none whatsoever. I'm not personal training. I don't do any yoga, yoga teaching and I don't personally, I don't train anybody in the gym simply because you couldn't pay me to teach you. You couldn't pay me to train you in the gym because of, you know, because of how much money my company makes. So um, if, if you want to earn, if you truly want to change your life, the only way to really change your life is to start to leverage your time by creating something online. Um, and creating something. And so there's there's two different ways that you can create things online, but you have to think about it. Um, you have to think about it very differently. And sorry, and actually just to go back to the PT, this is, well, this will actually feed into it. So I'll just keep going. So what what you have what you, what you really have to get really clear on whenever you're working with people is that you're not selling people a one-to-one PT session. You want to sell them a transformation. People don't buy um people always want a transformation. They they want an end result. So what is the end result that you are promising people? And I see so many people, so many PTs missing out, okay? Missing out on so much. But here's, do you want to know what I would do if I was a PT? Like if I, if I tomorrow lost everything, lost the whole Sculpted Beacon company and I had to become a PT or I had to earn money as a PT, do you know what I would do? So I would find clients who wanted to come and train with me and I would offer them a transformation program. So I would create a program that um, was very specific to a specific goal. So such as, say, the 12-week shred program. So recently I created a program called the 12-week shred, okay? We launched the 12-week shred in June and the, and we we started the competition at the end of July And in the six weeks in between we launched the 12-week shred program, we made a quarter of a million dollars. That's much the 12-week shred made, a quarter of a million dollars in six weeks, right? So using the same principle as, I only share these numbers with you guys, not because I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm making a quarter of a million dollars from one product. I share these numbers with you simply to show you what's possible, right? I'm just like a, I'm just like a, a little mom of four, 40-year-old mother of four living in Belfast in Northern Ireland, like literally the arsehole of nowhere. And I am sitting in my own office that used to be a bedroom. My whole team is all over the world. Like I have, I don't have an office or a big fancy office. You know, I just, I, I just know how to leverage my time really well. So what I would do if I was PTing is I would take like the concept of the 12-week shred and I would create a program such as the 12-week shred that really, really, really got results. How would I know it would get results? Because I would have tested it on myself at some point in the past and I would have had the photographs to show it or to prove it. So I would then say to people, so I would put it out there and I would say, well, I'm a PT and I am looking for clients and be very specific. I'm looking for 10 clients who want to um, who want to do a 12-week shred, who want to get totally ripped, who want to do like a bodybuilder style shred, and they want to get totally ripped in 12 weeks. And even if it's coming up to Christmas or something, you can say it's 12 weeks until the 15th of December. I'm looking for 10 people who want to be ripped by the 15th of December. And I am offering a 12-week shred transformation program. 
And I would say then in this transformation program, here is what you get. So I would say you get, you know, two personal training sessions per week or whatever. So it's or one personal training session per week. So say five of them would come on a Monday and five of them would come on a Thursday. You would give them the option of two different times and whoever got in first got in first and that's it. Once the slots are gone, they're gone. So you get one personal training session a week, but you get in the times that you're not with me, you get training a training program for the other four or five days. However, if you had them training six days a week, you would say you get a training program for the other five days. Now, if you wanted to go the extra mile, what I would do is I would record myself doing the exercises. So if it's a bench press, I record myself doing a bench press. I do a voiceover on, you know, iMovie using my iPhone. And then I upload that to YouTube. And then I link that into the PDF. So even, but even if you didn't want to go that far, you could just give them the training program. This is what I did in the beginning. And it just lists the exercise. But then whenever they're in with you for their induction session, you show them all of the exercises that are in you know, the program and you get them to video you doing the exercises so they have them in your phone, in their phone, right? So whenever they go do themselves. So basically, you're not just giving them a PT session, you're giving them a transformation program, you're giving them a, you know, their macros, you're showing them how to tra- how to work out their macros and their calories, you're giving them supplements, and you're giving them an exact food list, not even a food plan, you don't even have to give them a plan, because it'll all be on different macros and calories. But you give them a food list. And you say you choose a very limited list, by the way, the, the more limited something is, the more people will bitch and whinge at you, but the more they will love you, the simpler you can make it for people, the better. So you create a transformation program. And you say to them, this is a 12 week program, and it costs 600 pounds. And but if so, it's either 200 pounds per month or 199 per month for three months. Or if you pay up front, you get a hundred pound discount, you get it for 500. So there's some people who will be able to afford to pay up front, which is 500 pounds. And other people will pay the monthly. So you're getting 600 pounds. Now, if you bring in five of those, Okay, so let's say everyone pays up front 500 pounds. Let's say you bring in 10. Let's say you fill up your quota. You're making 5,000 pounds for 12 weeks work. And all you're doing is putting in a little bit of work to create the PDFs in the beginning. And you're working two hours a week. You're training five of them in one of the hours and five of them in the other hour. And you're, and you're, you're making $5,000 for three months. Is it a little bit of extra work? Yes, but look at what the return is. And even if you didn't want to go that far and create like a transformation for people, if you're a PT, what I would say is give them something that they can purchase from you that they can do when they're not with you. You know, a lot of people, the reason, do you know the reason why a lot of people stop going to PTs? Do you know, do you know why it is? Because they can only afford one session per week or sometimes two. And any PT worth their salt knows that you can't give someone a transformation in one or two sessions. They need to follow something consistently and persistently for a period of time. And if you give them a transformation, they will love you. So they can't afford to go any more than once a week. And if they go once a week, yes, they feel great for that hour. But pretty soon after maybe six, seven weeks, eight weeks, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, I don't look any different. What he's doing isn't working. And so they look around for someone who is actually going to solve their problem. Everybody wants a problem solved. That's why they go to a PT. And if you're not willing to solve their problem, then they're not going to stay with you. So what I would do if I was a PT, if I didn't even want to do something like the 12-week shred, is I would... Um, I would I would give them something they can purchase from me that they can do whenever they're not with me. So I would create a training program and, and I would say to them, you know, yes, you can come to me. It's it's sixty pounds an hour, but if you purchase this training program from me and you you know you pay me monthly, so I would always try and work out some kind of recurring monthly revenue payment. If you pay me. 200 pounds per month or 200 dollars per month or whatever it is, I will give you, I will work out your macros and calories for you and I will give you a training plan that you can do in the other four days when you're not with me. And suddenly you haven't just given them an hour of your time, you've given them a transformation, you've given them a result. So they come to you and they check in with you with that training session, they're with you and you you maybe you measure them or you weigh them or whatever, or you, you answer their questions about supplements, but you give them something else to do. I remember whenever a friend of mine first started training with, um, with the trainer a few years ago and she said to me, yeah, it's great training with them, but I have no clue what to do when I'm not with them. So it seems like a waste of time because it's just like one session and one session to do what? Like I I could just, you know, I could just do better myself. So if you, you know, you kind of have to make yourself invaluable to people, but you have to give them a result. You have to give them an end transformation. And then those are the inroads into, you know, into creating something bigger. And then the last point that I would give you 
um, is to record everything you do. Document everything you do. If you have proof, if you have social proof, if you are putting yourself out there and you're always posting on Instagram, even if nobody's watching. When I first started on Instagram, I had no followers and I still posted every day. As soon as stories come out, I posted on stories. I posted on my timeline. I posted really detailed, you know, um, accounts of what I was doing. I didn't care that I didn't have any anybody watching. I just documented everything I do. And the amount of people that actually still follow me that followed me from the very, very beginning of my journey and they've seen my entire transformation and they feel like they've been part of it. People want to be part of a transformation. And whenever you're posting up pictures of, look at you know, Carrie, look at, you know, Claire, look at Emily, look at all these people, look at the transformations that they have made. And you're putting up their before and after pictures with their permission, of course, then people are like, oh, wow, this guy gets results. This guy gets results. This guy gets results. So you want to constantly document everything you do, put up pictures and videos of your own training, celebrate your clients, make them the hero of your story. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Last year in the Sculpted Vegan, we we spent a million dollars on advertising just on Facebook. A million dollars on Facebook advertising, and do you know that a lot of it? Obviously, I mean, we we did turn we you know we turned over a lot of money, so it's not we didn't lose any money, you know. Um, but we we also what that million dollars did was we it 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 actually branded us. It put us very 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 strongly. Um, as kind of the leading vegan online bodybuilding company. So yes, it was to make a lot of money and we made about $2 million last year. So we're not, you know, we were certainly quids in, but that's not the point. The point is people now, they see the Sculpted Vegan everywhere, right? They see us everywhere. And so when they see us everywhere, it, we're constantly, it's constantly being reinforced. Like Coca-Cola and um, Nike, and like, do you think Nike runs ads or sponsors massive, like basketball players and all that kind of stuff to make money? They don't. It's all branding. It's reinforcing the brand. Like if you if you open Vogue or any of the big girl, women's magazines, do you think that Louis Vuitton and Gucci and um, and oh, I can't even think any of the other big names. You can tell I'm not a label freak. But um, do you think that they advertise in those magazines to make money? They don't. They advertise in them for branding. That's all it is. It's for branding. So the more you can brand yourself, the more you can put yourself out there as the transformation guy, as the glute guy, as the quad guy, as the prep guy, as the Irish Hulk, as the sculpted vegan, the more you can put yourself out there and brand yourself and get yourself in front of people, the more you reinforce your brand. You have to get out of the mindset of, I'm putting myself out there to get more clients or to sell something and put yourself into the mindset of, I'm putting myself out there to be seen. Because whenever people see the Sculpted Vegan, do you know what they think? Oh, there's the Sculpted Vegan. Oh, there's the Sculpted Vegan. Oh, there's the Sculpted Vegan. Now, if I'm in people's news feeds that much, do you know what their brain adds up? Their brain adds up and goes, there's the Sculpted Vegan. Sculpted Vegan spending money on advertising. Sculpted Vegan can only be spending money on advertising if Sculpted Vegan is making money. Sculpted Vegan can only be making money if their programs actually work. So guess who they go to whenever they want to get fit? So one day they go, you know what? I'm sick of looking like this. Totally fed up. I'm going to get fit. Who will I go to? Oh, Sculpted Vegan. It's like, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer. So I'm not putting out, I'm not, I'm not advertising just to make money. I'm advertising to build a brand. But in the beginning, all I had was a shitty little Instagram account with nobody following me except my kids, my husband and my mother and, you know, my, my, my close friends and family. And I just, I just continued to put myself out there, put myself out there, put myself out there. You, you can't be afraid to put yourself out there, right? Because let me tell you, there will be somebody waiting to claw themselves up over you in order to put themselves out there and steal your clients. Truly, it is it is a dog-eat-dog world out there and there ain't nobody is going to do it for you. You just have to put yourself out there and be willing to look like a, like an asshole. Like, I swear to God, I was told that I looked like a dick so many times and I'm sorry, my language is appalling, but I'm just like, I've just realized, I'm like, I don't care. This is my podcast and I can swear if I want. I have, I have a mouth like a truck driver and I make no apologies for it. But I was told so many times by people close to me that I just looked like a dick and when I please stop what I was doing and I was embarrassing and all of these horrible, hurtful things and I just kept my eye on the ball and I kept going because I knew where I wanted to go and I knew how much money I wanted to make and I ain't finished yet, people. Let me tell you, I ain't finished yet. Just you just you wait and see where we're going to go. So if you want to get into more of leverage and more into an online company, you know, you have to start with these fundamentals, you know, you have to, you have to start with, with really 
owning your worth and owning your value and not being afraid to stand up and say, you have to pay me in advance and this is what I cost. And if you don't want to work with me, if you want to work with me, these are my conditions. And if you don't, no problem. There's a PT over there who'd be willing to let you mess them around with the money and, you know, only show up when it suits you and pay him, you know, every four weeks whenever, you know, you you hadn't spent all your money drinking on the weekend. He, he's happy to work that way. But me, I value my time. I value my family. I value the people that I care for with my money. And these are my terms. If you don't want to do them, you slide on. And people will respect you for it and they will love you for it. So and as long as you're getting them good results, then literally people will people will pay anything. So um, it's like my Sculpt and Shred program, my 18-month Sculpt and Shred program that is launching in, in October. It's four, it's $1,500. And people go, $1,500 for, a, for, a, for a, a, a program? And I'm like, yeah, but like if you, if, you, know, you want to look like a physique athlete, that's how long it's going to take and that's how much it's going to cost. And last year we sold um, 1,600 programs and it was only $1,000 last year. The price is rising um, in October. The price is rising whenever we relaunch in October. So, uh, and it was, it was, and we sold 1600 of them. So <laughs> you do the math, you know, it's like you know, people are willing to pay it if it actually gets results and it does. So anyway, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I know it did go on really long, but whenever I saw this question, I was like, yes, this is like, this is something I'm really passionate about. and something I think that I can really help people with. You have to get your foundation. You have to know your worth you know, and you have to not be afraid to charge what you're worth and ask for money up front and, you know, teach people how to treat you. Someone has written 160K. No, it's 1.6 million, actually. <laughs> it's a thousand dollar program. We sold 1,600 of them. And uh, sorry, I'm I'm actually recording this live on Instagram. I forgot that I'm doing a podcast and now I'm like, ah, I'm like chatting away to people on Instagram. And I'm like, people on in the podcast are like, what, what's she talking about? What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually recording this live on Instagram and someone has, someone commented it was 160,000. I'm like, nope, it's 1.6 million. So um, if, and I'm, I don't say that to brag. I say that to show you that I actually know what I'm talking about. So, um, you know, you can go and get advice from Joe Bloggs, the, um, <laughs> Joe Bloggs, the heart surgeon, or Joe Bloggs, the trainer down the road, and he'll tell you how to run your business. Or you can come to me um, and I can tell you how to run your business. And I know who I would be going to for advice. That sounds very big headed, but I don't mind. I think I've earned the right to be big headed in this area because I think I've done pretty well. So guys, um, thank you so much for showing up. This was absolutely awesome. I would love it if you would leave me a review for an iTunes review on this podcast. We are, and I don't leave a shitty review, leave like a nice review. Don't be like, you know, you suck, bitch. Because like I've been getting a lot of those recently and I'm like, mm-hmm, he must have a very small penis. No, I'm joking. But I have, I've been getting a lot of men like giving me a, like a real bashing recently. And I'm like, I, I don't know where these guys are coming from. These really mean out fuckers are coming on and like literally calling me all the names of the day. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm lifting heavier than them and making more money than them. <laughs> so that's all, that's all I can maybe think that it is. But anyway, come at me if you want. But like, if you, you know, if you're like, she talks shite and I really don't enjoy that podcast, then just slide on. Don't bother leaving a review. But see if you're like, yeah, do you know what? Quite enjoyed that. There was a bit of value in there. Feel free to share it with your friends and also leave me a review because I'm going to start doing shout outs on this podcast at the start. I'm going to start reading out the reviews. So the funnier you make the review or the more gushing or the more wonderful you make your review, then you're more likely to have it read out on the Sculpted Vegan podcast. And this podcast is reaching uh, 300,000 people currently. So, um, which is all very exciting and I'm absolutely loving doing it. So listen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. We have some incredible guests coming up in the future. And um, yeah, and I will see you next week for another episode of Strong and Sculpted. Take care. Bye for now.